Blog Talk Radio. Stand together, let's turn to number 34 and let's sing out loud. He keeps me singing. Number 34. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee. Peace be still. In all of life's heaven. Jesus, Jesus, sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife, this Lord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken street. Stir the slumbering chords again. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keep me singing as I go. Feasting on the riches of His grace. Resting neath His sheltering wings. Always looking on his smiling face. That is why I shout and sing. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. Sing the last. Soon he's coming back to welcome me. Far beyond the starry sky, I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him on high. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be in church this morning, and I hope everybody had a good Christmas yesterday. I hope hope and pray you you got what you wanted, and, and uh, but most of all, I hope you remember the Lord yesterday and uh, honored Him. All right, prayer requests this morning. I know we got some. Surely we do. Miss Charlotte? Okay. Okay. Uh, sure, we sure will, sister. Anybody else? Others? Yes, Taryn? Okay, sure will, sure will. We miss her. Tell her we miss her this morning. Uh, y'all, please remember my wife. She's not here this morning. She just, she's just uh, absolutely wore completely out. She's, y'all. I know y'all. I've mentioned it. She's mentioned it. But she's got a condition called Hashimoto's disease, and it's just her thyroid, her immune system attacks, attacks her thyroid, and a lot of times when she tries to do too much, it just completely drains her and wipes her out, and she just ain't got any energy to do anything, and that's where she's at this morning. Y'all, please pray that she gets over that. Uh, and uh, also her her cousin, 
Misty Darnell passed away Friday, and uh, I think she was 46. And um, anyway, she had real bad diabetes and and other conditions with it. But pray for that family. Uh, a lot of folks in that family needs Jesus, so please pray for them. And uh, just remember that uh, Grant's funeral will be this Wednesday, so not forget that as well. All right. Anything else? Anybody? It's sure good to be saved. I know that. It's so good to have my sins forgiven. Amen. And it's good to see you. I'm glad to be with you in church this morning. Glad every one of you here. Let's go to the Lord this morning in a word of prayer. Robert, lead us. Turn to number 62. I love to tell the story of Jesus and his love. Some of the best times of my life has been sharing Jesus with somebody and seeing them get saved. And I've seen it it's happened time and time again, and I rejoice over every single one of them. Let's sing it out this morning. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longing as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story will be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story for wonderful it seems that all the golden fancies of all our golden dreams I love to tell the story it did so much for me and that is just the reason I tell it now to thee. I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story. His pleasant to repeat. What seems each time I tell it, more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell the story, for 
Amen. 116. <coughs> Great thing anybody can have the victory, amen. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood atoning then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. Praise God, he loved me and I knew him. And all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing. How he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and fought me. With his redeeming blood. Praise God, he loved me and he blessed me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. I heard about a mansion he is built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the origin story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. Praise God, he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He flushed me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. Amen. Boy, I'm so glad I'm saved. Amen. If I get too excited about it, I mean, I am. I'm really glad I'm saved this morning. I'm glad I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I don't have to bear my sins no more. Forever. Hallelujah. Y'all pray for me this morning. I just want to sing a little bit.
I've wore out yesterday, so I I'm taking a, a mini vacation from the Book of Acts, and we're gonna we're gonna just jump over in Luke for a minute, and we're gonna we're just gonna kind of deal with something topically this morning, and which is unusual, but we're gonna do it nonetheless. But I want you to take your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 10 with me. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And uh, again, it's just a jumping off point. We, we, we've got a few points here we're going to make. We're going to go to the house. I promised Robert this morning that I was going to get him out early today. And I, and I know I keep doing that. But one of these days, you know, it's, yesterday was Christmas. So I'm going to try to deliver, brother. I'm going to try to give you the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Amen. People don't know. People just watch this. It's like, like Robert's a guy. What a guy. He just wants a preacher to quit. All right. But anyway, Luke chapter 10. But we, we joke about it. Amen. We do joke about it. And uh, Cowboys aren't playing until tonight, so you got nothing to worry about? There you go. There you go. You worry about me tonight. Amen. Amen. And to all those watching that don't care anything about the Cowboys, you just have to understand. It's all right. Luke chapter 10. Verse 17 through 24, we're going to read there, we're going to pray, and we're going to get into this thing this morning. <laughs> Jesus said, well, the Bible says, uh, and the 70, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto, unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, but that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Let's look at verse 22. That's our text verse this morning. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. We're going to focus on that first phrase there in that scripture. All things are delivered to me of my Father. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning, and we sure are thankful, Lord, we sure are thankful, Lord, that we, Lord, that the truth has found us, Lord. Not that we found the truth, but that the truth has found us. Lord, we know that you, <clears throat> that you love us, Lord. That you've sealed us, Lord. You put, you've washed us in your blood, Father. You, you've forgiven our sins, Lord. We pray today, Lord, as your children, Father God, that you awaken our eyes to the need, the the, the urgency of the hour, Lord. That 
that, Father, this life, is, it means nothing if, if Jesus is left out. If the central focus of our life, of our existence, is not upon the Lord Jesus Christ and, and his love for us, then, Father, we've missed it. Lord, help us this morning to just to look and, and see what's been given to us and what we're to give back. And, Father God, as we come into a new year, Father, help us. Help us to live 2022 for Jesus Christ. Father God, I pray you'd help me now. Put your hand upon me. Give me unction from on high. Father, touch me. Give me, Lord, the Holy Ghost of God in power that I might deliver the message in the way you want it delivered. Father, I, I'm nothing without you, and I need you. And I pray you'd fill every fiber of my being. And, Lord, I pray you'd fill me up and pour me out for Jesus' honor and glory. For it's in his name we ask. Amen. All right. Again, Jesus said, all things are delivered to me of my Father. All right, the title of this message is All for Him. All for Him. Everything in, in, in our life, once we get born again, once we, we, we've been washed in the blood, forgiven, our names written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, everything in our life ought to have, we, we ought to go through that, the catalog of the things in our life. And, and, and much like I've done, you know, through the, through the last month, I've gone through the catalog of the stuff I've accumulated over the last 20 years and cleaning out a building, gone through, and I found stuff that ain't no good no more, and I don't need it, so I throw it away. I find stuff that I won't use and ain't helpful or beneficial to me, and I throw it away. But the things that are essential to my life, those are the things I want to hang on to. And and, and very much the same way, we're co- we're coming down to... We're coming down to the end of this year. Yesterday was Christmas was Christmas Day, and people got gifts, especially kids. Got a lot of got a lot of toys and stuff like that, and clothes. And you know, the simple truth of it is, we outgrew some of them clothes. Got to get rid of them old clothes. We got new clothes to put in the closet. You know, some of them toys are broke. The batteries have gone bad in them, and and, and some of them things that they just don't play with anymore. They broke them, and it's time to get rid of those things. But when we come to Christ and we become we become a believer, we need to go through our life. We need to see what things are taking up my time that don't matter. What things in my life are are, are, are the focus of and the attention of my life that really are not that important. And and the way you figure those things out is you you you, you say Christ on one hand and what He's done for you and what He's asked you to do for Him, and you put these other things in the other hand and you weigh them out. Which one has more value and importance? And that's how we kind of have to do. I, I want to this morning, I want to look this morning at, at seven ways that the Bible says that we're, we're to do things for him. And, and I want us to kind of look at it again as we, you know, we, we've, we've all gotten gifts yesterday. I assume we all got gifts. I hope everybody got something. But, you know, we're thankful for those gifts. But look at what all God has done for you. Look what all God has given you. Not, on, not only has he given you life to begin with, but he's, he's, he's done more than that. He's given you the forgiveness of sin. If you're in Christ today, he's washed your sins away. He's given you eternal life. He's given you, he's given you a home in heaven and a place that's perfect without sin. And it'll be like that forevermore where you'll never get tired. You'll never have to sleep. You'll never get old. You'll never be sad. Listen, there's, there's so much I could go on and talk about about heaven and all that God has given to us. But he has given us so much. And... Taylor asked me right before church this morning. She said, are you, going, are you going to preach a Christmas message? I said, well, I'm going to try to tie Christmas and New Year's together because 
Christmas really over yesterday. So, <clears throat> but I want, but I want us to look at all we've been given, such as Christmas, and then New Year's is coming up at the end of this week. And, and what do people do New Year's? They make resolutions. So what am I going to do? Well, we need to look at what we've been given and look at what we can do in light of what we've been given. Amen. Does that make sense to you? All right. Well, let's look at it this morning. We're talking about giving our all. Amen. And, you know, and, and, and many of us, boy, we do a lot for our families, don't we? Amen. We love our kids, love our grandkids, love our, some of, love our great-grandkids. I don't know if anybody got great-greats. Hopefully not. But, but anyway, we love our kids and grandkids. And because of that, we want to do for them. We want to, we want to make them happy. We want to please them. You know, there are people that go to work, and they want to work hard for their boss. They want to do a good job because they want, they want, to, they want to make a good paycheck, and they want to feel like they got job security. So, you know, we do a lot, for again, for our families. We do for our employers. We do for friends. We do for a lot of people. And sometimes we go far, and sometimes we go almost too far. Uh, you know, my wife laying in bed this morning. She can't even get out of bed because she went so far for her family and her kids. But, you know, and there's other people like that. There's people that's wore out today. Why? Because they've done so much for so many people, and they just give out. But what about the most important person of all? When we, again, let's do that comparison. Let's look at how we live for our families, how we live for, for others around us, and let's look how we do for Jesus. Let's put that in the balance, and let's weigh that out this morning. And I might get on your toes with that, but that's okay. That's why you come to church. You needed that, amen? But, uh, but again, we're going to look at seven, seven things, and then we're going to go to the house. Number one, the Bible tells us that we are to be as branches to bear fruit for the Lord, amen? John chapter 15 if you want to turn there, John chapter 15, I'm going to turn over there and we'll read out of it. John 15 and verse 8, Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. All right? We, Jesus is comparing, he's comparing himself to a vine. We're going to talk about a grapevine. Oh, this is what, I got a grapevine outside my house and it, it grows, it spreads out, branches everywhere. And last year it put on such nice clusters of grapes everywhere. Concord grapes, they were so pretty hanging there. And uh, I thought about that chapter, this chapter and that passage every time I walked past it. Where Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. But you know what he says in verse 5? He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me... You can do nothing. And I and I want to say to you, as you get ready to go in to 2022, as you start thinking about making New Year's resolutions, that you make a resolution to bear fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ, to be fruitful, amen? There's nothing more disappointing to a gardener than to spend the time in laboring and planting the, 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 plant, the, the, the plant and seeing, seeing it not materialize into what you want it to be. You've done everything you know to do. You fertilized, you weeded, you kept the bugs away, and the thing just won't grow. You say, man, I put all that labor into it, and I ain't even going to get one tomato off of that, or I ain't going to get I ain't gonna get no beans to eat off of that, or whatever, no grapes to do anything with. I, I, what am I going to do here? You know, I think God looks down at some of us sometimes, and he says, what am I going to do with him? But I don't think God knows. God knows what he's going to do. Amen. But if I were God, that's how I'd look at me sometimes. What am I going to do with him? He don't do like I want him to do. He's not materializing what he ought to be for me. I think God looks at some of us like that, and he says, I, I would that they would be more than they are. 
I think God wants us to be more than we are, don't you? I think God sees us, uh, you know, it's just like we look at our children, and we, 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 have, we see the potential in them that sometimes they don't see in themselves. If you would just stop shooting yourself in the foot, you could be so much more. You're smart. You, 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 have, you have intelligence. You could do things if you wanted to. We t- I've heard that before. Have y'all not heard that before? I've been told that numbers of times, amen, scores of times. I've been told, you got all the potential. You just don't put it, you don't put it to use. You know, I think that's what God would tell us too. We have all the potential in the world, but we just don't put it to use. Listen, you say, well, what do you mean? I, well, listen, we got a mouth to speak. We got eyes to see. We got a mind to understand. We can communicate. Praise God, we've got the Word of God, the written Word of God here to, to share with somebody. We have Jesus Christ who's washed our sins away. We have the Holy Ghost of God living in our hearts. We've got all the tools. But he said that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So what that tells me is this. If we're not bearing very much fruit, we're not being very good disciples. Amen? So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying in 2022, I want to be a better disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to follow him more closely. I want to read his word and understand it more deeply. I want to love people more compassionately. I want to share the gospel more freely. I want to be fruitful, amen? Because when the Lord looks down and he sees fruit, amen, that we're bearing fruit, it pleases him. And I want the Lord to be pleased with me. Don't you want the Lord to be pleased with you? Amen? We're to bear fruit. All things are for him, amen? The Father has delivered all things. It's for him. Amen. Number two. I said we're to, be, we're to bear fruit as branches, but number two, <clears throat> the Bible says is we're to shine as lights for the Lord Jesus Christ. Over in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, the Word talks about this. In verse 16. <clears throat> Actually, I'll back up to verse 14 where the Lord said, Ye are the light of the world. That statement right there, that ought to stop you in your tracks for a second. Ye are the light of the world. Now, Christ said, I am the light of the world, did he not? Okay, well, where did the Lord Jesus go? He went back to heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father, and he said, even as the Father has sent me, so send I you. So he says to us, ye are the light of the world. He has put his spirit within us. He has given us his word. He has given us command to go and tell others that Jesus Christ has died for their sins and paid their sin debt so that they can be in heaven when they die. Listen, we have got to tell them. We have to shine for him. You are the light of the world. I don't know about you, but nothing disappoints me like walking in a room, turning on a light switch, and the light goes poof. I think, man, i got to get on the ladder and change the light bulb. Man, I hate that. Where's the light bulbs? I bet she ain't got no light bulbs in there. And go look and can't find a light bulb. Boy, it's frustrating. But some of us are like burnout light bulbs for the Lord sometimes. God goes to use us and we go, don't do nothing. I really feel like I said, Kyle, how it is. God lays it on our heart. You ought to witness to her. You ought to witness to him. And we go, good. Going about our way. Resisting the Holy Ghost of God who's leading us to witness to somebody. I, I, I would say, has it ever happened to you, but I don't want to embarrass anybody. But I'll raise my hand. 
I found myself so called myself so busy I didn't have time. And I know someday in heaven I'm going to meet up with that. But preacher, you're going to get on my toes this morning. I'm getting on mine too. Don't worry, I'm getting on mine too. We're all in this same boat together. But the Bible said in Matthew 5, 16, I mean, Jesus said, you're the light of the world. He's a city that is set on, let me keep reading, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. In other words, if we'll just live for God like we're supposed to live for God and not worry about what anybody else thinks, amen, then everybody will see it. He said, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Well, why in the world would you put a bushel basket over a candle? It's because you don't want anybody to see it shining. A lot of people put the bushel basket of a worldly life over their candle. They separated themselves from what they used to be, and so they cover themselves with the worldliness, and nobody can see the light shine. But Jesus said, let your light so shine. Not let it shine a little bit, but let it shine a lot. Let it so shine. We, boy, you know, I say there's a lot of difference between these little bulbs up here and then bulbs that we used to have, you know, oh, incandescents. Anybody's met a Ford truck at night on the highway, you know what I'm talking about. Halogen bulbs or something else, man, or LEDs or whatever they're putting in them things these days. I mean, they, their lights are on dim. You think they're on bright. I'm bright lighting Fords all the time. They're like, no, here's a bright light. And knock your eyes out the back of your head. But, you know, again, I know some of us are shining a little bit. I know we are. But you know what? If we get on our if we spend some time on our knees and we plead with God, to make us more effective. If we spend that time, if we would put in the time in prayer about it, if we get burdened about it, maybe that's where we need to start. God, first of all, give me a burden for the lost around me. God, give me a burden for those who are hurting around me. God, help me to stop looking inside at my own hurt and look outside at other people that are hurting. And Lord, help me to help me to, to make it through all that. Lord, let me be the light. Let me be the light for you. He said, let it so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Not glorify me. I don't want nobody to look at me and say, whoa, what a good, boy, you're a good Christian, man. You're one of the best. I don't want to hear that because I'm not. The devil will be glad to pat you on the back there to get your head swell up a little bit and get proud and think you're something. Oh, the devil will pat you all day long. But it ain't about me and you. It ain't about us. It ain't about what we've ever done or ever will do. It's about what Christ has done, and that's all. He's all that matters, really, when it comes right down to it. Everything else is just extras. <laughs> we ought to glorify God. He's the one, I mean, listen, he's our father. Amen? That's our life. We are, we are to bear fruit. We are to shine for him. Number three, got to hurry. The Bible tells us we're to be witnesses. We're to be witnesses. Oh, let me, let me hit that last verse I was going to mention on lights. Amen? John 1 four and five, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Amen. The life of the Lord Jesus Christ is what gives you life to show to other people. It's the fact that Jesus is in you. It's not your words. It's not your intelligence. It's not the best of you on your best day. It's Jesus, or, or ain't nothing going to reach nobody. Amen. And the Bible says, and the light shineth in darkness. Well, this world is full of darkness. But when, when, we, when, we, when we spend time in that place of prayer and we, and we lay ourselves before the Lord God and we say, Lord God, use me for your glory. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, give me a heart to, to, to beat for the lost. And Lord, give me vision to see those who need Jesus and go to them and talk to them and love them in Christ. 
and share the Lord with them. Listen, the Bible says the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not, which means the darkness couldn't stop it. I'm going to tell you, it gets dark out in my place. I live way out in the southwest corner of the county, uh, southeast corner of the county, Lamar County, and down where I'm at, there ain't no lights. Amen? And I bought some LED lights my wife wanted me to put on one of our outbuildings. Boy, that thing comes on, it lights up the world. Well, the light shines in darkness. I mean, the darkness, you know, when them lights come on, the darkness can't do a thing about that. Did you know that? Darkness, the darkness can say, I hate that light. I wish it wasn't, I wish it was still dark over the darkness. Can't do a thing about it. You strike a little bitty match in a great big dark warehouse. You know what? Darkness can't stop that little match from lighting the thing. I'm going to tell you, I don't care how bad this world is. I don't care how evil things are. I don't care. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't change anything that this world is given to, given to sodomy. This world is given to murdering babies. This world is given to all manner of sinfulness. It doesn't matter. That sin can't stop a Christian who has God on their side, who has the Holy Ghost of God stirred up in them and has the gospel message. That, that, that darkness can't do a thing about it. Amen? Somebody help me in here. Amen. Thanks. Number three. All things. Would it be as witnesses for him to testify for him? Luke twenty four forty six. Luke twenty four forty six. <clears throat> the Bible said, and he said unto them. Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. First of all, let me just say this. Amen. I know that he, that he was that he was crucified, and I know that he was buried, and I know that he rose the third day. And it's, and it's me knowing and believing that and trusting that, that that was the payment for my sin. That's how I have salvation. That's the gospel, the Bible says in, in, in verse Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. That's the gospel. Amen? And because I have that gospel, the Bible says that repentance and remission of sin should be preached. Amen? Repentance, meaning my way is wrong, my way is sinful, my, my way sends me to hell. Me trying to be good enough to get into heaven, me trying to someday say, God, look at all the good works I did. God's going to say, them works ain't nothing, boy. You needed Jesus. He ain't going to say that to me, praise God, because I'm saved, because I have Jesus. Amen? But it ain't got nothing to do with, 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 with anything other than Christ. There's no other way. Praise God. Repentance means turning from my way and believing that my way has any merit to it at all, and turning and trusting in what Christ has done, and looking at the finished work of Christ on the cross, and saying, I believe that you did that for me, and that is enough to pay my sin debt and to take me to heaven when I die. God says it is, and that's enough for me, and I know that. It's down in me. It's a part of me, and I can witness to that. I can give witness to the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why we sometimes think in America... It's the preacher's job to witness. No, it's every believer. If you got the witness in you, then you got to let the witness out. Amen? If you're saved, then share it. 
like I said in Sunday school, if we've owned a tie tower, that's it. Sunday school's up in here in morning service. Uh, Sunday school? Okay, I get talking a little bit anyway. Like I said, we were all in boats on the Titanic. We, we, we were going down. We all got in a lifeboat. Well, what a, what a horrible crew we'd be if we just watched everybody drown. Watched them sit there and freeze to death and go under the icy waters, and we never offered them a, to get in the lifeboat with us. What kind of people would we be, folks? That hits home when you think about it like that, don't you? We're witnesses. We got the saving message of the gospel. The repentance, the remission of sin should be preached. Amen. That means proclaimed. That don't mean you need a pulpit of wood or you need a, a, a suit. And a, you don't need all that. All you need is a heart that beats for the Lord Jesus Christ and say, He's my Savior and I love Him and I want others to know Him. We're to be witnesses. Number four, we're to be servants. Servants to serve for Him. I know we're priests and kings under the Lord, but understand something, that ain't yet. We're not to, we're not to walk around with our head up high like we're a king on this earth, because well, that's not how it is. Someday, someday when Christ sets up his throne in Jerusalem, we will rule and reign with him, but until then, we are to serve with lowly servants for him. You, you've heard of me, me mention the scripture about where the Lord said, he said, friend, when you come in here, don't you take the highest seat at the banquet. Because if you, take, if you take the best seat at the banquet, somebody's allowed to come get you and say, hey, buddy, you don't belong up here. Take you down there and put you in the lowest, most humiliating seat. He said it'd be better for you to come in and take that lowest seat and then have it come get you and say, hey, friend, come up here in one of the better seats. Too many times people in the, in the Lord's church, we want to go sit in the best seat first, prop up and kick our feet up and act like we, we arrived. Well, we're not arrived, folks. When we arrive, it's when we, we end up on heaven's shore. But until we wind up there, we have not arrived. We're to be servants, workers, laborers, farmhands, whatever you want to call it, in the fields for the Lord, bringing out harvest for him. John 13, 14 through 17. <clears throat> Jesus said, If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should do as I've done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. Christ is saying this. You know, if, if, we, want to try to, if we want to try to be priests and kings now and walk around like we're somebody now, you won't be happy doing that because you're, you, you're appointed yourself. But I tell you this, if, we, if we'll decide, you know, God has sent me to do a job, I want to do it the best I can do for him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust him to give me the wisdom to do that job. I'm going to trust him to give me the strength to do that job. I'm going to trust him to give me the tools to do that job. And I'm going to trust him that he's never going to lead me astray. He's never going to put me in a place where I don't know what to do. He's never going to put me in confusion. He's going to guide me through all this. Listen, the best, one of the best bosses I ever had was very soft-spoken and very encouraging and very helpful. And I enjoyed working for him. I don't know if y'all ever had a boss like that. But if you have, think about that. You had a great boss. Well, hey, Jesus is so much better. Amen. The best boss we could think up in our mind don't compare to how Jesus is to work for him. 
You know, and, and I make sure I ain't got it in my text. Yeah, I got it in my text, so I'm not going to hit it just yet. I'll get there in a minute. But anyway, if we'll get off our, not to say everybody is on a horse, high horse, but if we are on a high horse, if we'll get down off of it and, and, and spend a little time in the trenches with the Lord, listen, the Lord will get right down to the nitty-gritty. The Lord's in the saving business. Let's remember something. When Jesus came to this earth, did he go to the palaces and witness to the kings and all those? No, he went out in the back street and witnessed to the whores and the, and the alcoholics and, the, and, the, and, and those who were uh, criminals and everybody else, the, 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 the ones that nobody else wanted to fool with and didn't want them in their, in their place of business and want them in, in their homes. He went to them people that everybody else had rejected and he, he met with them and shared with them the way of salvation. God help us if we ain't fulfilling his mission. We're servants. There's a, there's a day of reckoning. There's a harvest time. There's a time of reward. There's a time at the end for all of those things to take place. But we've got to put the work in before we get there. Otherwise, people are going to suffer for eternity. Number five, all things are for him. We're to be as pilgrims, as pilgrims to abstain him. So what are you talking about? Well, you sang the song maybe in here. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Why don't you feel at home in this world anymore? Because he's got to change the address. And many no longer belong to this world. So there's another song we sing. It says, we're pilgrims and we're strangers here. We're seeking a city to come. So we're, we're, we don't belong in this world. We're not from this world. We're not of this world. And therefore, we ought not love this world and the things that are in the world. Because the Bible tells us, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You can't love this world and say, man, I just... I just love how this world is. I, I just love the way the people in this world act. I just, man, I, who in the world would feel that way? This world's an ugly place. I know there's beauty in it, but this world has a, it's, it's tainted with sin, and it always has been. This world ain't never going to be at peace. There ain't never going to be peace in this earth. There ain't never going to be peace in the United States, much less in the Middle East, until Jesus Christ steps back on this earth. <clears throat> 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. Love, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, listen, which war against the soul. I can tell you right now, if a man starts drinking this evening and he drinks every day, he's going he's gonna to be in a mess. Amen? Listen, that alcohol is going to war against his soul. Somebody leaves out of here and go get them a bump of meth. I can guarantee it. It's going to war on their soul. Somebody leaves out of here and goes and gets into a, 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 a promiscuous relationship. It's going to war on your soul. You get out of here and go across the river and spend all your paycheck over in that casino. It's going to war on your soul. There's a lot of ways we can describe that. There's a lot of things I can talk about until the cows come home. But the truth of it is this world is a filthy place that will war against your soul. And when you begin to love it, 
It'll take you down. The Bible said having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. We're to live a godly life amongst people that whereas they speak against you as an evildoer, and they do. Listen, they, they hate believers. They hate us. They say, how dare you tell us we need to serve him, that God you serve. They don't want us. Why? Because they love their sin. They speak evil against us. Oh, y'all just a bunch of Bible thumpers leaning on y'all's religious crutch. Got <clears throat> believing all that, that big man in the sky stuff. The Bible says that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. The Bible tells us we are living epistles read by men. Somebody said, you're the only Jesus some people are ever going to see. They see us, they, they, they hear us, they get around us, and they know there's something different if we're living right for the Lord. They know there's something different. You know what, they stay around us a little bit longer, they might find out if you tell them. And then they say, hey, you know what, I want that too, because I want peace in my heart. I want to know that peace that passes all understanding. I said we're to be as pilgrims to abstain here. i got two more. Oh, hang on. Almost there. We're to be as soldiers to fight for the Lord. Second Timothy 2, 3, and 4. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I don't know what 2022 has got in store for us. Do you? I ain't got no clue. But I can tell you this. As the world turns, I have seen things get progressively worse. Haven't you not? Huh? Okay. If we continue down the road, we're continuing down. I, I, I assume 2022 ain't going to get no better. Okay? So we may have to endure some hardness. We may have to stand up against some things that come against the Word of God and, what the, and the truth that's in Jesus. We may have to make some hard decisions in 2022. Amen? The Bible says we're to do it as a good soldier of Jesus. He said, no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs with affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I've said before, I can't picture a man over in, over in the Middle East somewhere where they're firing and, and shooting at him and stuff, and he's on the phone with his wife talking about shopping this at Walmart. She said, well, do you think we ought to buy that? Well, you think we ought to buy that dishwasher? I don't know. Hey, how much money we got in the account? No, he's dodging butt. Nobody's doing that. You get your head shot off. You're in the middle of a battle. You need to be focused on the battle. In other words, God is saying to us, we need to remember we're in a fight. Who's our who's our enemy? Is our enemy people? Huh? Is it people we don't like? No. Is it people that hate our guts? It's the devil, isn't it? It's the devil and all his workers. And they're steadily busy at work. They're harder at work than we are, folks. The devil's winning in this world right now because God's people are quiet. God's people are so afraid of opening their mouth and, and offending the world that they won't stand up for Jesus Christ and they offend him. <clears throat> so God tells us, you know what? It's time to not care about what everybody else out in the world says. It's time to endure some hardness as a good soldier. And he says, so we don't have to worry about what this world thinks or, or, or let this world get in the way of us being a Christian for the Lord Jesus. He's chosen us to be a soldier. We're to fight in his battle. Amen? And lastly, i got one more. We're to be his workmen to work for the Lord. 
Mark 16, 15 through 20. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. It's not about the baptizing. It's about the believing. Amen. He that believeth not shall be damned. And he said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up servants. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. <clears throat> he said, I'm going back to heaven. You take my message and you go out into this world and you preach this same gospel to every creature. Amen. And he that believeth, and the baptism is assumed because as soon as somebody believes and they become a child of God, they want to follow him. And the first step, he says, is to be baptized and identify yourself publicly with what's already taking place on the inside when one believes on Christ as their Savior Listen, they are washed as white as snow on the inside. They're washed new. And listen, again, burial, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That doesn't save us. That simply says, hey, that's what I did. I believed on Christ as my Savior. They went and preached it. Why? Because he said go to work. I don't know about you, but, I mean, listen, I when I tell my kids, get up time to do something, I don't expect them to lay in the bed. And matter of fact, if they lay in the bed, I get more aggravated. And eventually I go to holler and get out of the bed. Now, I don't want God to have to get aggravated at me. This is all for him. It's not for me. It ain't, it ain't for you. It ain't for, it's for him. Amen. If we love him, let's give him all we've got. It's all for him. And someday when we get there and we stand before him and we realize that what we did for him was recorded, it was all set up to be rewarded, and when we stand there before him and we're looking at him in the eyes and he looks at us and he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And when those crowns are handed to us, you're going to say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, that I followed your word and I got busy for you. I don't listen. The Lord don't expect you to do more than you can do. The Lord don't expect everybody to be the, a great giant of the faith. Well, maybe we could be little bitty ones. Amen. Maybe we could be more than we are. And yes, you know what? 2021, it's gone. Can't do nothing about it. Ain't nothing we can change. But we can start over today. We wipe the slate and say, you know what? Starting today. I want I want to I want to live for Jesus. I want to I, I want my life to reflect what has taken place in me. I want to live for Him. Second Corinthians six one, and I'm done. We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. That you receive not the grace of God for nothing. You know why we receive the grace of God? give it away. We're vessels. 
Bible talks about that. We're vessels. He pours himself into us. And what are we to do with it? Pour it out to somebody else. And go back to him and let him fill himself, fill us up with himself again and go back and pour us, pour him out to somebody else. If we just start doing it like we ought to, if we just start doing it like he tells us to, God bless us. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the church. God bless those in your circle. We just get on our knees and say, God, please help me. I want to be a good servant. I want to. I want to do all I can for you. I want to give of myself for you. I want you to be pleased with me. I, I love you, and I want to let you see that with my life. Let's stand together. We come to this time of invitation. It's been said throughout the message, but let me say it one more time. Salvation. Not by works of righteousness which we've done. It's all because of what Jesus has done. He's finished it. It's done. He died upon that cross. He was buried, but he didn't stay buried. Praise God, he came out of the tomb. And he's alive forevermore. His sins, payment is done. It's finished. Jesus, before he closed his eyes on the cross, said these words, it is finished. Forevermore. We don't have to do anything but believe. To trust, believe, put our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And we can have eternal life forever and ever and ever. And I would this morning, somebody doesn't know for sure that they're going to heaven when they die. I would this morning, they come down this altar, and I'll take the Bible and show you exactly how you can be saved this morning. Let's back this morning, sir. Father, I ask you bless the invitation now. Lord, I pray, Father, you work and Holy Ghost of God stir us up. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you have your will of your way, Lord. And we'll give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Number 383, Jesus paid it all. Let's sing it out this morning. I am the
They're shifting and be saved just as much today as they ever have needed to be. Amen. Let's remember that. We're here to be that witness to the Lord Jesus. All Let's go to the Lord's word, word of prayer. Oh, you got something? We're going to talk about that tonight. About, uh, I mean, about, you know, talking about the food for the funeral. Phil said we, we could, we get together to that tonight. When she gets back up here, we'll work that out. So, <clears throat> plan to be here tonight and let's talk about tonight after service. All right. Well, let's go, Lord, in prayer. We'll be dismissed. I'll dismiss
Christ is his Savior, he won't be baptized. Amen. 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 Amen.
want salmon and some kind of vegetable for lunch. Just drink water. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, come home from church tonight, work out again, then eat supper, some help. Some shower a good bit. I'll wake up in the morning early again, work out. When are you supposed to start working for people? Um, Tomorrow? I'm going to Carly and Caleb's. Tomorrow? Yeah, me and Jay are. Pick me up. Oh, okay. It's just me and him, Mike and then Caleb. Well, I got a box of chocolate candy. Very rude to send to my house, but it's for Laura. So, y'all need to take it to her. And we're either going on Thursday or Friday. Thursday. What was that kid's name? The black boy? Yeah. Quantus. Quantus. Yeah. How old was he? Probably about 60. Oh. Oh, he's young, but. I'm 17. Yeah, I don't know. But.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.